Hello and thanks for tuning in to the Nerd Dad Podcast. I am that Nerd Dad, Joe Williamson. How you been? It's been a uh, been an interesting week. Lot lot went on in the the realm that I talk about within parenting, pop culture, politics. It's all uh, I got a little bit of everything this week. Sometimes it's just kind of hit and miss, especially on the parenting piece. Um, but I think we have a, a pretty good headline to talk about. So before I hit the uh, the intro music, friendly reminder, wherever you're watching this or listening to this, please hit subscribe. I greatly appreciate it. Let's get into it. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. All right. So as I predicted last week, uh, Trudeau minority government, that Canadian election. So last week on the show, I talked about how, um, I thought we were headed towards another Trudeau minority election or, uh, 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 government because let's be honest, they haven't done enough to, to woo the people of Canada. And, um, I think the only thing that he got lucky with is that people just really disliked Aaron O'Toole. Um, you know, people don't like the grandstanding and uh, signal virtuing of Trudeau, but Trudeau, but Aaron O'Toole's message just never landed. Um, and then the the COVID situation in Alberta. Really, really, really hurt him um, in that area. Now, obviously, it's still a conservative province, but um, I think it anyone who was on the fence couldn't deny the fact that Aaron O'Toole had hitched his ride uh, to to a bad bet, and that that's what ended up happening. Uh, I also had predicted that the PPC party would have a more of an impact than we realized, and that prediction was very wrong. I uh, I couldn't have been more wrong there. <laughs> they had no impact across the board. In fact, the results basically looked identical to the previous election we had in terms of outcome. Uh, the PPC party, while they were vocal as all hell, and and on TV a hell of a lot um, for their rallies and campaign and and Trumpian style politics uh, it didn't pan out it didn't it didn't show up at the polling stations and what I was reading and what I was hearing was that while they were certainly motivated to go out on a Friday afternoon or a Saturday afternoon and spend their day with their peers chanting and raving about freedoms and all that shit. They didn't show up. And when they did show up, they caused a stink. All of a sudden they realized that this, that they're, in order to change the system, and for those of you listening on the podcast, I'm using air quotes here, in order to change the system, you have to be part of the system. So you couldn't walk into a voting place. And say you're going to vote without a mask. And you couldn't skip the COVID identification questions. And 
you had to participate in society if you want to help change society. That is a bridge too far for some of these people. And uh, that's what happened. Do I think the PPC party is dead? No. I think this is the infancy of it. Do I think they will have a long-term impact? Yes. Do I think they will ever take control of our government? No. <laughs> I don't. Uh, as much as there are American politics being introduced in our realm, I don't think the environment is quite the same. I don't think the divides on racial inequality are quite the same. I don't think our tolerance of homosexuality is quite the same. And I think that all of those general virtues are still there. So that vocal right will remain vocal. They'll continue to make headlines because goddamn it, they're not fun to watch. I don't think they're going to have real say, um, at least in my lifetime. Look, at the NDP, who, in talking with conversations with my peers, the NDP is the party that I think most of us would like to vote for, but we're afraid of voting for them because the conservatives might win. So if the NDP can't crack that that two-party two system, uh, the PPC, with their degenerates as uh, constituents are not going to aren't going to crack it. So Trudeau for I'd say four more years, but he can call this election again in like I think 12 months. I think he could do it again if he really wanted to. So who the hell knows? Aaron O'Toole are conservatives going to roll through a, a third leader? Cuz the guy before him was an absolute robot. Aaron O'Toole at least showed a little bit of personality. Wasn't quite enough. And Jagmeet Singh, look, everyone loves Jagmeet. A lot of people question his ability to actually lead the country. Um, and whether or not he actually understands the role. But he's doing a great job motivating a very youthful fan base. And voter base so that... I even called them fan bases. That's terrible. But that's how I kind of think about Jagmeet is like, he's the TikTok guy. He's the TikTok politician. Um, and he's going to make a hell of an influencer one day. But I don't know if he's going to actually crack the, the code of being a politician. Trudeau, congratulations. The rest of you, we'll see you when we see you. Parenting news. The Pfizer... Uh, Pfizer. Pfizer has said that they believe their vaccine will work in children as young as ages 5 to 11. We're getting closer, baby. We're getting closer. Um, they have to go through the, the approval process and blah, 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 blah. Um, but they say it's, it should be effective for ages 5 to 11. This, of course, impacts my household directly in the fact that I have a 5, soon to be 6-year-old still have a two-year-old but we're getting closer and um if they get the approval they need i will absolutely be taking my son to get his vaccine he look this is the kid who 
cries during needles and he understands the importance of getting this thing. So when it's his turn to get it, he will get it. And he will he will cry and we will probably have to get McDonald's immediately afterwards and and we will we will make a big fuss over him, but he will get it because that is the responsible thing to do. Um, it's, it's a little wild to me that we're still talking about, you have to convince people to get vaccinated after 19, 20 months in lockdown. And yeah, we've had various little blips of freedom, but let's be honest, it's been, it's been limited at best. So, um, yeah, parents, there is something on the horizon for our younger children. And maybe if my son was vaccinated, I might be more comfortable with him going to school. But as of right now, we're going to continue to do the home base virtual learning for the rest of the year. And we're trying to hopefully get his head wrapped around the fact that he might be in a classroom. And can you believe it? 2022. Two years without seeing the classroom. I can't imagine going through this as a kid. Now, we didn't have the technology, obviously, to do it, but I, I just I just couldn't imagine doing it. I struggle with working from home sometimes. Um, I can't imagine when my attention span was 100 times shorter than what currently is. So, uh, parents, help is on the way. It's good news. It's time for shit you may have missed. And for those of you who are new to the show... Shit you may have missed is when I fire off some hot topics. One word, not one word, one sentence, a couple of sentences, and uh, we have a little fun. And I had them in order, but I'm going to switch up the order based upon uh, my talk about Pfizer. So, Family Guy, Family Guy uh, released a PSA about why you should get the vaccine. It's a great little three-minute video about the importance of getting the vaccine and how the various vaccines work. And while I appreciate the hell out of this, I don't know who it's aimed at. I, I don't. I don't know who it's aimed at. Um, Seth MacFarlane has a very weird relationship with Fox News, right? His show is... Uh, right, not right wing, left wing. They make fun of everything. Um, all bets are off. And they often make fun of the same kind of bullshit they spew on Fox. And then here comes Family Guy to say, here's why you should get the vaccine. I have a hard time marrying the uh, the audience. Going from, let's say, a Fox News, flipping over to Family Guy. So on Fox News, they're being like, don't get the vaccine, don't get the vaccine, it's all bullshit, it's all mind control, blah, 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 blah. They flip over to Family Guy, and Family Guy's going, get the vaccine, get the vaccine. It's not going to change anybody's mind at this point. I just, I think that the people who haven't got the vaccine at this point, they're never going to get it. And I think the government is doing, at least the Ontario government, doing the right thing by introducing these vaccine passports because 
if you cannot convince someone to get the vaccine, maybe you can make it uncomfortable enough that they feel obligated to. And that will work. Maybe? I guess we'll see. But yeah, if you haven't checked it out, uh, Family Guy, COVID PSA. It's good stuff. Breaking news yesterday. Breaking news. Hot off the presses. Tiger King Season 2 is coming to Netflix. Yes! Yes! The train wreck continues. Uh, Oh man, this is going to be fun, isn't it? Totally unnecessary Season 2. Other than the fact that it's... I'd say a cash grab, but... I've already paid my Netflix membership. They're not getting anything else out of me out of this. But uh, let's let's see where this goes next. I am completely okay with this. This is this is junk food for the brain. It is good for you, and uh, you need a break from all the COVID doom and gloom. Uh, flip on Tiger King. Turn down your brain a little bit. Enjoy it. Daniel Craig, and if you're watching the YouTube version of this, I have found the hottest picture of Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig has said we don't necessarily need a female James Bond. And he says, why can't we just... I'm totally distracted by this picture. Um, Why can we not just make better roles for women? Instead of having to shoehorn them in to an existing role, an existing franchise, why not just develop a franchise as good as James Bond? It's not a bad thought. He is not wrong. He's also very hot based upon this picture. Uh, But he's not wrong. So, he encourages Hollywood to do better at finding and creating these roles for women so that they don't have to live in the shadow of the the male-dominated characters. Give them their own franchises. And I know they tried doing that with Ghostbusters, but again, this is what he's talking about. He doesn't want... He's saying, don't make a female James Bond. Just make a new character that's this good. Certainly, you could write a kick-ass character for a Charlize Theron. Have her be the first one. Make her a spy. And don't call it Janet Bond. Don't nothing stupid, nothing corny. Original take on the whole premise. Um, you may remove, remember a movie a few years ago. I think it was called Spy. And uh, with Melissa McCarthy, and that was an original take on a spy movie with a strong female lead that was funny as hell. And she did a lot of ass kicking. Take away some of the funny parts. Streamline it into a strictly a spy story. Now you got your movie. And that's what he's saying. And I think that that's I think that's the right way to approach this. I pointed the wrong way. This man is as smart as he is hot. I'm going to take him off the screen now. And I apologize. 
Batman the Audio Adventures. Woo! Woo! You may remember I mentioned this on the podcast. I'm going to say months ago when I first heard about it. Uh, but it came out this week. It's done through HBO. You can find it on all your streaming services. I listen to it on Spotify. Uh, first two episodes have been released. And they are fantastic. For those of you who are unfamiliar with what this is, Batman the Audio Adventures are going to be uh, serial, episodic um, podcast, original stories uh, about Batman and fighting crime in Gotham. So I listened to the first two. They are terrific. Voice acting is great. The storytelling is fantastic. They set the scene. Uh, it, it is a real throwback to like the the radio days and setting the scene and the story and the it's it's just oh I like I, I'm gushing over it um I cannot recommend it enough I will say though I've listened to one episode with headphones on I listened to one episode I started to listen to the other episode with the headphones off this is a, a headphones on experience you want the full kind of cinematic nuances uh, in your ears. And uh, when I was listening to the second episode, I had it on speakerphone. I turned it off and I put the headphones back in to finish the episode because it's just a far more enjoyable experience. Uh, I did it while I was doing dishes, made the whole dishwashing process a lot faster. And uh, yeah, check this out. This is, this is really good stuff. I cannot recommend this enough. And finally... We said goodbye to an old friend. Brooklyn Nine-Nine ended. They gave it one last season. Uh, I think there was nine episodes. And, uh, oh boy, did I cry. <laughs> I, I am a crier by nature. And this one, this one got me right in the feels. Um, the final episode, they do one last heist episode even though it's not Halloween. And the premise is all of the characters are trying to plan the perfect goodbye. And oh my god, does it go off the rails, and it's it's everything you want a Brooklyn Nine-Nine episode to be. So, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you will be missed. I cannot believe I got nine seasons out of you, considering you were touch and go from the beginning. And, uh, and it was one of those shows that just maintained its quality from beginning to end. So it goes down as a legend in my book. Doesn't get enough love from uh, the sitcom world and the comedy world. But God damn it, do I love that show. That's it. That's it. We made it to the end. That's the show. Uh, listen, last week I did a little special guest spot on Dean Bundell's election coverage. He had a big election coverage show, lasted over three hours. <laughs> um, and uh, and he brought me on as a guest. He and I had arranged that I would do this bit where I would kind of go full Colbert and be a PPC representative. Uh, so I talked about how I'm trying to make uh, racism more palatable and how I'm trying to uh, bring racism to the mainstream. And oh, I was just a horrible person for about 30 minutes, but I had fun with it. 
and I hope people never clip it and take it out of context and portray me as an actual racist. But that was fun. As always, I do want to thank DeanBlundell.com for hosting the Nerd Dad podcast, getting this whole shit started. Um, you can blame him if you want. You can also check out all the other podcasts on the network. A personal favorite of mine is the Sheeple Shepherd podcast with Ryan Lindley. Uh, he's a good dude. Talks about good stuff. Uh, he's like me, but I think he's better than me. He also has a great radio voice. God, does he have a great radio voice. Sounds great. Um, very educated. Um, so, Sheeple Shepherd podcast. Check it out on YouTube, Twitter, all that stuff. He's got everything set up just like I do. But uh, Ryan Lindley, the Sheeple Shepherd podcast. I'm going to say it three times so that way you know which one to check out. Uh, and it's still kind of in its infancy. I think it's on episode 11 or 12. They did a great little mini-series on multi-level marketing, so check him out. I do want to thank Blue Microphones. Blue Microphones. The only reason I sound this good is because of them. Otherwise, I sound like shit. These awesome headphones are great, too. Using them for everything. Using them for gaming. Uh, when I want the full experience, this is the way to go. That's it. Time for my son to say us out. And we'll talk next week. Be well. Be safe. Thanks for listening. Are you listening? Damn. Uh. Come on a journey like no other, where you will discover many roads that will lead you to a happier, healthier, and more stress-free life. And the beauty is, you don't need any vacation time for this adventure. The journey will come to you. Join Avery Rich on your very own journey into yoga. Along the way, she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence, all in less than 15 minutes. You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at AveryRich.com. It is your favorite girl. That's right. It's the Ali Mars, the one and the only. Everyone else just ain't me. I am the host of Welcome to Mars, a lifestyle podcast where nothing is off the table. I have come a long way from sex and dating and have transformed the new vibe to all things lifestyle. We still talk sex, but I'm more interested in the journey, where people have come from, how they made it, and where they're going. Subscribe or follow to a brand new look and a brand new era. Welcome to Mars. Subscribe or follow on Apple, Spotify, Google, or at theallymars.com. Because even with the new look, I'm still that same bitch you love to hate.